Welcome to a new year with Talking About You with Estra, radio and podcast. Bringing car accident support to the injured, those facing insurance company and employer ERISA challenges, covert and overt surveillance against those involved in collisions, along with car accident general topics. This is Estra from Seattle, Washington, USA opening up the lines of communication to those involved in car wrecks or those interested in making life better for the millions dealing with car accident collision concerns. If this is you, dial in today to the program and be a part of the solution. Don't let fear stop you from helping others. Believe me, we are all in this together. Let's get talking. Well, thank you so much for joining in today, and I'm not actually sure whether you're able to hear me now or not. It doesn't look like the actual thing is on the air, so I'm crossing my fingers to say I hope that you can actually hear me today. So, hello, today is Saturday at about 7.30 p.m., and I'm calling you from Seattle, Washington, USA. So, our topic today is Disability Surveillance Against Injured. Every day, people are caught off guard due to the car wreck, which can make matters worse if personal injury is on top of other, like a dysfunctional vehicle that just got hit. Can you imagine what else can go wrong? Well, yes. A greedy insurance company or employer who doesn't want to pay benefits or settlements add to the insult and the injury. So how does corporations act? in my opinion, nature of deviancy in order to keep money that should go to the injured that have not started or actually instead of going to them. So today let's talk about uh, people hurt in collisions and what they're facing with um, disability surveillance. First, I'd like to start off to make sure that you can actually hear me. I'm not quite sure that you can, so I'm going to take a moment, and there's a disability surveillance uh, program that we've done that I'm just going to actually click on to make sure that you can actually hear me because I'm not sure the – actually, it doesn't show that I'm on the air. So if I'm not on the air, then I want to be able to do something to make sure that you're able to hear me. So first, let's talk about uh, employers and disability – well, actually, harassment. We'll talk about that too. We're also going to talk about – Let's see here. Okay. So what we're going to actually get in today is disability surveillance and all the people who do it. We're going to talk about auto insurance surveillance, employer surveillance, social security disability surveillance, and what you actually need to know about surveillance. So let's see if I can actually ensure that you're able to hear me because right now I am not really sure that you can. And that's like me talking to myself. So let's see. I'm going to take a moment and talk about money worries after personal injury and see if it comes up and it's not coming up. All right. So I'm going to assume that you cannot hear me. So what that means is that I'm going to need to call in and be able to see if you can, I can get you to be able to hear me. Hey, 
Then, when finished, press the pound key. To start your show now, press 1 to hear important instructions. It appears that the host has already dialed into the show. Only one host is allowed per show. Thank you for using Blog Talk Radio. Goodbye. Okay, well, that's an adventure when it's showing that we're not on. So, and it doesn't let me log in, which is kind of on the strange side. So, I'm going to keep trying to make sure that I can actually get in to you. So, uh, to me, that's kind of important not to be talking to myself today. So, I'm going to see if I can actually uh, separate this one out, although that will probably be problematic too. Let's see, why don't I do this? I'm going to call into the show myself to see if I can actually connect. Welcome to Blog Talk Radio. Please hold and you'll be able to listen to the show. Okay, now I guess we can see if you can hear me. And you can. I'm so excited about that. It doesn't actually show that I'm on, so so I wasn't sure that I was on to be able to talk. So now I feel like I have good news. The, the sad part is, though, I'm not actually able to um, start up some of the information I had on the show. So what I think I'm going to do, it's kind of strange here, Um. Let's see if they can give us a little help today. I'll be surprised if they're there to help, but we'll see if Block Talk Radio is there to help to help us figure out what's going on. In the meantime, now that I know that I'm on the air, um, is I want to talk about some of the things that happen when you're actually uh, first figuring out about disability surveillance. Uh, unfortunately, most people don't realize is that the first instance that people, the first things most people who are seeking to perform disability, disability surveillance on you is to actually ask you to fill out the application. And they use this application for two reasons, so that they can get as much information on you as possible to see if they can deny your claim. And I believe me, it does go back to childbirth, or not childbirth, well, if it's your birth and the child, if you have childbirth. So it can go actually either way. So they'll actually have you fill out a questionnaire, and they might actually even call it a questionnaire. And then they'll ask you um, all the information that they want to verify. They'll also ask about your health, which they'll try to verify with your uh, medical records and your physicians. So they'll do a lot of things, some of them with with integrity, some of them with not. So you can't expect them to be up and above board because, if you are thinking in those terms, you'll be not only disappointed, but you perhaps will be taken advantage of. For the auto insurance companies, they will actually do the same too. They always call you, tell you to call them immediately after a car accident and tell them about what happened. Well, first of all, remember that when you're first in an accident, you're so stressed out to the max, or at least most people are, that they don't know, we don't normally pay attention to what we're saying or if someone's trying to uh, make us feel like something is they're compassionate against our cause or what's going on 
Um, and maybe sometimes they are, but the problem is in most cases they're just really trying to fill you out and see what they can find out uh, about you uh, in the accident and if they can find a way to get out of it. So a lot of times uh, the auto insurance companies will have leading questions like, oh, that happened? Really? And then they expect you just to spew out everything in your mouth about exactly what happened. And most times people in car accidents want to spew everything out because all of that adrenaline is definitely flowing. And so you're saying, oh, my God, what's going on? You know, this is what happened. I can't believe it happened to me because most of the time we're driving in cars and nothing is happening. So that's really a great thing. Nothing is happening. We're pretty confident that the rest of our days are going to be normal. So when we have something out of the normal happen to us, we're totally terrified and we really want somebody to talk this out with because we're really talking out what we've just experienced, what we've seen with our eyes, what we felt with our bodies. You know, there's, there's so many things that can actually go wrong in a, a collision, which is a major problem. So auto insurance companies start that way too. Another thing you might want to notice with insurance, auto insurance companies is their slowness in paying you. If something comes up, maybe to get your car repairs or maybe you have PIP, which that's personal injury uh, insurance where they pay for doctors, or they can actually pay for work that you haven't actually, hours that you no longer have been able to work. So there's a lot of things that they can do. But if you find them delaying and, and causing a lot of problems, then you know that this is also an issue with them. Now, employers are kind of a different thing. Sometimes people who've been in car accidents will try to use if they have a lot of maybe uh, sick leave or some other leave that they can use in place. Uh, Most times, a lot of people will do that at first because most people do not believe they're going to be injured for long. So most people will go ahead and try to use as much as they can so they can get back to that job because we've been trained in our minds, oh, gosh, we got to get back to this job because if we don't get it, somebody else is going to get it, right? And so we're psychologically set to try to get well as fast as we can, but your body has to always catch up with your mind. Frankly, oftentimes it's not the reverse where your mind has to catch up with your body. A lot of times your mind has already said, oh, okay, I've been well before. There's no need for me to have to be injured. You know, excuse me, body, get up, you know, hand, move, you know, feet, walk, you know, whatever those things might be. Your mind is already set to go because it's a place that most people who've been injured in a car accident don't want to be. So a lot of times it's actually dealing with the reality that first of all, you're injured, and second of all, no matter how fast you want to get back to work, if your body doesn't do it, or your mind doesn't do it in some cases, some people have injuries to their heads, then you have to just wait. And I think that's a hard part. So typically, a lot of times companies have ERISA, which means that your employer is actually your insurance company, which to me is a whole lot more dysfunction. Because when that when it works that way, the insurance company really is not on the hook for uh, your time off. It's your employer. Well, your employer doesn't want to have to spend money on insurance, but now they're your insurer. So, from my in my opinion, it's really a catch twenty two on things that are happening. So it kind of gets really uh, frustrating from my perspective on there. So. Um, then another thing is with the ERISA, if it's from an employer, then you go from short-term disability to long-term disability. And another thing they don't tell you is that there is a break 
in payments between the short and the long term. So I don't know if that's just to stress the people out, knowing that most people are only one paycheck away from being in big trouble any month, any day of the year. So that's a major issue. And then when you get to the point where an employer does not want to pay for your long-term care, uh, most of them will pay the short-term, you know, if, if they think, okay, I'm going to get this employee back, so, you know, I won't sweat the small stuff. But usually long-term usually is a bit of money, and most of them don't want to pay it out. This is where disability insurance comes with employers, is after they realize this person may not come back, okay? So from my perspective, a lot of people really want to continue that relationship, a positive relationship with their employers, so they're doing their best to get back. The issue from my perspective is is that uh, it doesn't always work out that way. So make sure that whether you're talking to any, first of all, use caution who you're talking to in the first place. Uh, but the main thing is I would say is that always think about what you're saying whenever you're talking to anyone. I always say stay with the facts. Facts are good because one thing about not alt, alternative facts either. I'm talking real facts. Stay with real facts. Real facts will not put you in compromising positions because I assure you many of those companies are going to try to get you in a compromising position, and that's only because they can save money. They don't. Some of them do not care how it impacts your life what it puts you through, or what it's going to put your family through. So recognize if you have an employer and you've moved from short-term to long-term disability, remember every few weeks, I believe, they're always asking you to fill out a new form. They're doing that because they're setting the stage not only for disability surveillance, but also to, in order to try to get you in a really bad place. That would be my concern. Now, Social Security Disability also has surveillance, okay, and the way in which they a lot of times do it is they'll try to have you come in, you're filling out a form, they're saying, well, we don't know about you. You're telling them, I'm telling you about me, I've told you about me, I'm telling you the facts. In fact, my, if you look at my medical records, it'll tell you that. So when you get kind of thrown off from saying exactly what your facts are and telling them everything they want to know and they're still acting strange, just know they too are interested in disability surveillance. And unfortunately, from my perspective, Social Security disability is supposed to be that last place where we can be protected and to be safe. And unfortunately, the Republicans uh, have taken it because, in my opinion, they want the money for Wall Street. They don't want you as a disabled person to have it. They want to actually put it in Wall Street, let them make tons of money, and let poor people be where they are right now in a very bad place. Most of the time, the amount of, pe the amount of money people get on Social Security disability is truly not enough to, to cover maybe a, not even a half of most people's expenses. If you think of the cost of, of rent, of food, of utilities, of insurance, just those alone, let's not even talk about if you have children, uh, which you have to, well, you know, how, how to spend just for daily living kind of things, it does not come close to what the average person needs. So why a Republican Congress would choose to actually help people who don't even need it, I'm talking about Wall Street, and ignore Main Street, who's been struggling. In fact, people would be getting more on their disability had we not had wage stagnation. Okay? Have people had not, had not been able to work uh, 40 hours a week, you know, 
a lot of companies cutting it down to 30 hours a week, 35 hours. All of these things are not in the benefit of workers. So when you add disability surveillance on top of this, and, the, and to me some of the games that are really played with people on Social Security disability, uh, no one wants to be disabled at all. Life is so much better elsewhere, from my opinion. There's so much more in life you can accomplish if you have everything like it was before an injury. Um, and most people spend most of their life dreaming about getting to their dreams. And a and disability or an injury only hinders the direction for those dreams. So make sure that you realize that um, when you're disabled and you and it's caused by being in a collision, that a lot of the people would prefer not to pay you and keep the money for themselves. So to me, that's really kind of a sad state of affairs for America. In my opinion, we should be a lot better than this, but unfortunately we're not. And we find that out at a time when it's one of the most difficult times in, in the history of our time or in our life when these bad things happen. So to me, that's really kind of a tragic kind of place to be. But if you do get an accident, remember that I have the 217 Car Accident Weekly Planner out on estruscarwreckhelp.com and also eBay. And you can go out there, pick up a copy. Then you don't have to be stressing out about where things are. You can just look in the book, write down your appointments, your conversations with attorneys or doctors or whoever, so that if you need to go back and look at things, it's there. If you need to write down your prescriptions, they're there. So there's a lot of places for people injured in car accidents. In fact, that's what this uh, Car Accident Weekly Planner specializes in, is people who need support after injury or disability, although it's great for other people to use too. It's just designed so that when you actually need help, you can get the help that you need, which is just really so important. And that's the reason why I personally believe in car accident talk radio and advocacy, because if you look out, you won't find that many places for people injured in car accidents to go. You can go to an attorney who may, by the way, get more money from the insurance company that you're coming up against uh, that makes your claim seem on the minor side compared to what he would have to sacrifice to win your case, and which that's a sad state of affair. Frankly, when any time insurance companies have to be the one um, to pay anyone, it takes the control out of the hands of the patients, if it's the doctor, or if it's um, a car accident it, of uh, the lawyers. Whenever lawyers are paid by insurance companies, they want to be paid. They know most people injured in car accidents don't have the money to pay them. So the only way they're going to get paid is not by you. It's going to be by the insurance companies. So that causes to me a lot of of, uh, problems for people trying to get paid that are not wealthy. So that's why I personally believe in in insured civil rights legislation. I believe Congress should pass this so that people injured in car accidents will be paid fair benefits and fair settlements. Uh, whenever, you know, Congress, Republican Congress, typically more than Democrats, but they probably have their hands in there somewhere too. When they uh, support the needs and the desires of the lobbyists, 
more than they support the injured, then it makes it really a problem to be able to get through. So that would be uh, my recommendation is to make sure that anytime you're out, out online or somewhere where you see insurance civil rights, is to be able to actually go out there and say, I want to support insurance civil rights because I know someday I may be in a car accident. And if I do, then that's going to be a major, major problem. I'm going to take a break and step away from uh, the disability surveillance for a moment and talk about the topics of the week. Now, the topics of the week is about current events, and most actions and issues do carry over in some manner with people involved in a collision, like all of those executive orders that our new president has been writing and and how uh, people are treated with respect from Wall Street, social actions, and changing legislation in our society. So in other words, we're all in this together, no matter what is an issue that we're trying to address. Somehow they seem to filter back around to each other. So please give me a call. Uh, hopefully the phone will be ringing. It's uh, because it's not airing up, showing airtime, but it is actually recording, which is kind of strange to me. I haven't, haven't figured out what's going on. But we'll roll with the punches until we actually get things down so that we're sure that we're communicating, the information is being set out, and we know the direction that things are going here on Block Talk Radio. So if you have a, anything you want to talk about from this week, go ahead and give me a call at 718-766-4385. Again, that number is 718-766-4385. One of the things that from last week that's still carrying over is the immigration uh, executive order that uh, President Trump actually placed out there. And I actually am a Washingtonian. I'm, I do reside in Washington State. And we, uh, our Attorney General, Bob Ferguson this year, Bob Ferguson, the Attorney General, and also uh, Jay Inslee, uh, which is our mayor, came out together, went to court, and said, this immigration executive order is not legal. It's not constitutional. So Washington State, actually several states, I think Massachusetts, and I think there's three or four other that I can't pull up right now, um, went out there and said, this is, this is not fair. The way in which this, this has been written and the way it's been enacted are hurting far too many people. And the strange thing to me about the whole thing was they said there would be only maybe a 1,000 people that this, this executive order hurt. When, in fact, when they got to court, they found out that it was over 100,000 people had been impacted. 100,000 people. Think about that for a minute. Changing the lives of 100,000 people with the stroke of a pen. Somehow, that pen should, should not be, nothing should be written with a pen without actually looking at all the alternatives and all the impacts it's, that it's going to have on people. So most people believe that this executive order will end up in the Supreme Court. And Lord knows we don't want to know what the Supreme Court's going to look like since they're trying very hard still to get the person, Trump person um, approved. So we'll see exactly how that goes, too. And on top of that, uh, President Trump had his first uh, 
what would you call it, in Yemen. We went over to Yemen and uh, we're, we're attempting to uh, resolve some of the problems we have over in the Middle East in a way that, unfortunately, we lost some people. Some in, people, some of our people were also injured, and then some people were killed. So. When we make decisions, sometimes we don't realize the implication. But in this particular uh, case, it really impacted and has significantly changed the lives of, of many people. And we have to realize that sometimes we think things are just very simple or, or modest. But sometimes modest changes or modest actions can really change lives just a little bit because it's really important. Disability surveillance impacts people's lives. They're injured, they're hurting, they have problems, and to actually come in and just set the stage in order to fill the pockets of Wall Street, there's something wrong. And my question is, why in the world would 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 Congress, a Republican Congress or a Democrat Congress for that matter, allow this to go on for so long? I I just I just really do not understand. Uh, how that could happen. And one of the main things that still is, and don't, please do not, let me repeat this, please do not forget about the cuts that the Republicans are trying to do for Medicaid, Medicare, and Social Security. Why in the world with a bottom of cuts when there's Wall Street that wouldn't even notice a dent and change in their cost? But the people at the bottom, anything that is lost hurts. It stops. Sometimes families can no longer go on. Sometimes families are evicted. Sometimes families cannot eat. You know, there are so many things that we must consider when when Republican Congress starts at the bottom. That tells me. They have no respect for the majority of American people because if they did, they would attempt to be able to help people. Do you realize that with Obamacare, over 25,000 people approximately still alive today because of Obamacare? And now the Republicans are going to want to, to, they say, tear it apart piece by piece. Why would you tear something by piece by piece if you had any consideration of really putting it back together from my in my opinion I don't have believe they have any intention of putting Obamacare together I think that's why people are saying we don't want you to do it this way they're even getting pushback from some people in their own party saying we cannot vote the way in which you're doing this and that's because when you hurt people they why would you not want everyone to have health care? My personal opinion is single-payer system is the best way to go. Everyone is covered. And I sincerely hope, by the way, I just add another little tidbit here, that Senator Bernie Sanders continues to try and get the pharmaceutical costs down. When you have to, when a person that's uninsured who has no money in the beginning has to pay $1,000 a month for the medication when they're only getting Social Security, right? That's not going to leave. They're going to have to choose either to live or to die. 
Let me make say that again. I don't think we really realize that happens for somebody here in America every single day. They have to figure out, do I live, do I die? Do I feed myself or do I get my medications? And wouldn't it be fair if everyone paid the same insurance cost for the medications? How hard could that be? Personally, I don't think that would be hard at all. In fact, Paying a fair cost for any medication should be the way that it is. Why should these big farmers, and I understand now why they call them big farmers, we should change it. Let's call them little farmers, right? Little pharmaceutical companies. When little farmers go back to being of the people, for the people, then that's who they'll become. Because they'll take into consideration the people who are dying as they're just buying a new piece of jewelry or buying something that's not necessary for life, while the people over here are dying by the dozens. And the question I have, why is Congress letting this happen? When I go back to a lot of things like disability surveillance, why is Congress letting this happen? Why is money so much more important to these people than life? If their life was on the line, I guarantee you they would do whatever it took to make sure that they had the money they need for themselves, their families, their friends, they would find it. But why are they forgetting about all the people who don't have that support, who don't have the knowledge of being able to know where to go for resources? That really needs to change. It truly does need to change. By the way, if you're out on Twitter, be sure to go out and uh, follow me It's Estra's Radio Show. It's one word on Twitter. So go ahead and follow me out there and get all those additional information all week long on the things that are going on. Let's see here. I hope, by the way, that you're out considering going out and being a part of the march, whatever your point of view is, because when we stand up together and say what's going on, it really makes a difference in how life goes. I cannot actually wait to see how that's going to happen with um, within the next few months. You know, people keep asking, is this a movement or a moment? And I think after it's gone on for this long, people can say that it is a moment, a movement, not a moment. <laughs> so, well, thank you so much for listening today. I am actually looking Right now, last week I started with uh, the disability surveillance targets. In fact, you can go out to estraseattle.com and begin taking a look at the disability surveillance targets, which are a set of uh, articles that I've written that talks about disability surveillance and what you can experience. So last time I actually started, I ended on... uh, number day three so it's ordered so be sure to start with day one and we're i believe we're up to day eight now so there's eight disability surveillance uh targets out there and you'll go out you can find information and experiences of not only if you're being targeted but some also some ideas of what to do so i'm going to start here with disability surveillance targets day four why should our population have to deal with this until giving up on benefits or settlements from insurance companies. 
hacking and shared devices through Bluetooth. I always like to do that. I don't know what Bluetooth and Wi-Fi is unacceptable and abusive. And believe me, if you've had to deal with it, you know that it's abuse. This is done in order to intrude on the daily lives of injured and attempt to create chaos. That's one thing I would like to stop for a minute and say. Insured harassers truly believe in chaos. They're good at it. They like drama. Maybe that's the way they live their life. But guess what? You don't have to live your life that way. When they start to try to create chaos in your life, recognize it's an option, and it's an option that you don't have to take, that you can continue to order your life, get organized, and that's why I always recommend the 217 Car Accident Weekly Planner because it will help you to do some of those things. And just stop and not let them drive you into places that you really don't want to go. Okay, I'm going to go on here. More importantly, why has Congress done nothing about this for years, as I mentioned before? Congress has demonstrated their do-nothing for Main Street and everything for Wall Street. And if you don't believe that, go out and start looking at some of the legislation they've already passed. When they first got in office, did Trump say, I'm going to go ahead and help the poor people? No. He said he's going to actually try to, you know, do things to the Muslims, the Mexicans, people of color. And I do give him some credit, at least, for trying to gain a greater understanding. Because if you don't have the history, it's a very difficult task to go go forward without it. Okay, I'm going to start back. It says, Congress has demonstrated their do-nothing for Main Street and everything for Wall Street. Therefore, actions must start with us and moving them out of Congress. Let me say that again. Therefore, actions must start with us and moving them out of Congress. And I think that's what we're doing as we're marching and letting them know in no uncertain terms that their behavior is not acceptable. The Women's March this year has the right idea. It's time for everyday citizens to start running for local, state, and federal political positions. By the way, that's what happens when I try to say two things at once. If you go out to Esther's radio show, I also have Esther's TV, Esther of Seattle, and Esther's blog tips out on uh, Twitter. And you'll find there's a link that will actually take you to your local, state, and federal positions to be able to find where you go to get involved because sometimes I recognize it's, it's not always that easy to find that. And as you can tell, I always have more to add whenever I go through reading. So you'll notice that I'll stop every once in a while and have something else to say to add. Okay, I'm going to go to this last uh, sentence. It's time for everyday citizens to start running for local, state, and federal political positions. This also means you, injured, disabled, and those fighting the insure, for insured civil rights legislation to be passed. Get active in local politics. It's time to, it's wrong when unable to walk out of homes without facing harassment and intimidation. Ensure harassers walking by with their dogs, small children, we are here to bully you. Their actions should be exposed to unsuspecting citizens. Walking dogs should not be surrounded by insured harassers attempting to pressure insured into situations that would benefit them through bullying tactics of driving, walking, and drones hovering, hovering insured. It's time to say no more. When political representatives 
continue to ignore abuses people in car accidents face in your state, such as Patty Murray, citizens will take a stand and say, no more. Now is the time to add your voice to the Women's March. And another thing is, this is a lot of times people don't realize this, but, uh, and this is the last, next sentence here. It says, women are hurt by lower benefits and settlements from insurance companies than men receive, although having the same family responsibilities. Did you get that? And that's also people of color. It is time for insurance companies to actually show us what they pay out by race, by age, uh, and by um, age. From my perspective, I suspect if we actually see their bottom lines and who they're paying money out, I guarantee you it's, again, white males who they're paying out money to versus and particularly black women like me are typically at the bottom of the totem pole and are paid a lot less. So from my perspective, it's time for insurance companies to actually fess up to what they're really doing uh, as far as when they do pay out and if they pay out or who they don't pay because that's just as important. Okay, I'm going to go back up to the top of that paragraph. And I'll try not to say anything for another paragraph or two. Women are hurt by lower benefits and settlements from insurance companies than men receive, although having the same family responsibilities. Have you noticed how difficult it is to come across statistics insurers pay out to benefits, or they actually pay out in benefits? How much they pay out by race, gender, and more importantly, whom they do not pay out as all, at all by income. I would challenge these corporations to come clean about their methods of payment to insurance and insured are the people injured in car accidents. I would also recommend that the insurance industry reevaluate making the decision of making injured or disabled disability let me try that again. I would also recommend the insurance industry reevaluate making the decision of the injured or the disabled being disability surveillance targets. No individuals want to be involved in a car accident and then be followed around for years because the insurers refuse to pay. Do the right thing. Insurers pay benefits every month. Insurers pay insurance like you promised. Intimidation, intimidation tactics must be exposed when encountered by insured. And I need to stop here for a second because it's important. What, I've, what I have noticed is that the intimidation and bullying tactics of insured harassers can be so extreme, kind of hide away and just suffer in silence about that. And from my perspective, those days are over. Let me tell you that again. Those days are over. Suffering is not even in the equation. Okay? Come out, talk about it, whether it's one of the major insurance companies or one that's just a local family company. The key is that as long as we let the abuse go on, it won't stop. And from my perspective, it's past overdue from being from being stopped being stopped against people involved in collisions. Okay, I'm going to go back to this paragraph. Intimidation tactics must be exposed when encountered by you, the insured, in the grocery store where the insurers—that's the insurance companies—harassers 
blocking the desired items you want to purchase. Uh, if there isn't it anyway, get the item you want. Don't be bullied. If you're at the gas station, insured harassers or actually insurer harassers, that's a typo. Insurer harassers taking up the pumps, squeeze in there anyway. Driving down the road and the insurance harassers switch green lights to red, yes, they do play with the lights. So if you find that that's a problem, be careful because if they're switching the light at a really bad time, it could cause an accident. So if you have a camera, you might want to actually have it on your dash or, you know, they have a lot of different ones to use and place it in your in your car. In fact, you should probably, if you're facing disability surveillance, carry it at all times because some of the things they do, you'll really want to catch on camera. Uh, once we were driving down uh, Interstate 5 and these insured harassers throughout, I don't know if you've been in band, but in band you have a stand that holds the music. They threw a stand out at the car that I was driving. And it, it was just, I did not have my camera on at that time. And I was truly astonished that someone would throw something at you, like, literally throw it at you out of the car in deviance. And that's one of the reasons why I share some of, I mean, I've got, after seven years of abuse, believe me, I have a lot of stories to to, to share. Um, but that's why I say it's important to actually carry a camera because you just really don't know sometimes what these people will do. Okay, so driving down the road and the insurer switched uh, the green light to red. Allow extra time to your destination, for that. not only for that purpose, but you don't want to be rushed and you don't want to be hurt. So make sure that you just make that transition from being in a hurry to no matter what you have to do, you'll get there. Okay, because that's really if you've been in an injury, if been in an accident, you know it's better to be slow and get there than to be injured and be in the hospital or somewhere else. Also, the insurers will cut you off on the highway. Always practice safe driving techniques. When you have them around, it's very important to do that. Whatever the harassment, intimidation, or bullying actions taken by insurers, don't put up with it. With joint actions, we can help bring all of this to an end. And that, again, is why insurance civil rights legislation is really important. The experience of people involved in car accidents should not be hidden away in a closet. Amen to that. But out in the open for scrutiny for people to see and hear until insured are treated with respect, dignity, and paid benefits and settlements. Okay. And that is the end for day three or day four. Uh, we'll go ahead and actually do day five uh, next Saturday. And we'll just continue on. There's quite a few of them that are there. And uh, we'll just uh, continue to, I'm sorry, multitasking sometimes can be an adventure. Uh, and continue with the next one until we actually get caught up. So I hope that you enjoyed it. It's called Disability Surveillance Against the Injured, or actually that's today's show. But the Disability Surveillance Target, day four, was what we're reading today. And currently it goes up to day eight. Uh, you'll be able to get up to day 12 uh, on in the Internet, and after that, there will be actually 12 more, and you'll be able to get that out uh, on Amazon. And also, 
Estra's Car Wreck Help, com. So I really hope that you enjoyed today. Hopefully we can get some of these glitches figured out before too long. Uh, seems like it keeps going on every week. But one thing, I, like I always say, is that I'm not going to give up. I'm going to keep going. I'm not going to stop. So whether it shows that it's on or if it's not on or whatever it takes to get things going, that's exactly what we're going to do because this is too important of an issue to just let it go. We've got to stand up and say, this is what's necessary. This is what we need to do. And as a team, you and I and those injured in car accidents who want to say no more of this can actually put an end to it. So thank you so much for listening today. I'm going to go ahead and cut it a little bit shorter today because it's, it's been an adventure in trying to figure out how this is working. But thank you so much. Please come back next Saturday. We'll also be in, I have a new topic, and we'll also continue talking about some of the surveillance tactics too. So stay safe. Have a great day. And thank you for listening.